I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a looking for another load. Well, it's a family tradition, any Rocky Mountain day. Our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings. But that's never been a problem, cause we got diesel in our veins. We've got diesel in our veins. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks that just are trucking down the road. What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. What's happening, guys? Good morning, everybody, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah, top of the day your way, everybody. Hi, everybody. The episode before Santa Claus comes. Yeah, episode 111. Christmas episode. And, we got and t- I want to tell everybody we are all dressed in our Santa Claus suits. Yep. Yo! Oh, <laughs> I've been working on that beard for you. You are going to be Santa Claus, days Jim. Of, yeah, I just, every time I look in the mirror, Dave, I just stay the gray hair, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's rough. All right, let's rock and roll. I pledge allegiance to, to the flag of the United States of America and, and to, to the, the republic, republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Right. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to go out and do some trucking today. We pray for the safety of our fleet, all of their families, and all the other families and individuals we come across on the road today. We pray for patience and the making of good, safe decisions. We pray to be accident-free and that we all make it back to the comfort of our homes this evening. We pray for healing and 100% recovery for all of our family members that are ill. No matter what, we trust you, God, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I feel like we really need to say this disclaimer today, but anything, and I mean anything you hear <laughs> on today's podcast is not the opinion of JFWs. It's just our expressed opinion. Episode 110. 778 downloads. That's a lot. That's pretty good. People listening they, last week. Yeah, yeah, thanks everybody. Must have yeah. been the dad jokes. It had to be. They it were. Be. They were great. Crushing it. <laughs> we are at 59. Maybe it was our guests. Well, the guests are pretty awesome every week. <laughs> Host sucks, but the guests are great. Uh, we're at 59.3 thousand total downloads. I'm encouraged that. By the next podcast, we'll be at 60,000 downloads. Yeah. Right? Phenomenal. And we're still at 221 followers, so I'm going to have to talk to that guy that does the orientations and make them force people to follow yeah, the podcast. We need, right? to, we need, they need to, to hit not only download, you know, yeah. be sure they have the app in whatever capacity they're listening, but hit the follow button. Yep. Yeah, we need to break 221. We need to get <laughs> off that number. We do. We do. So uh, one thing I want to talk about is just – Judgmental people. <laughs> Wait a minute. We've been talking about that all morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're live now. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just really weird. I could, I could just see it in them right away. <laughs> I screwed that up. But, uh, but, well, I probably interrupted you, Jam. I probably screwed it up for you. Sorry, man. <laughs> it's okay. I could tell just by looking at them. <laughs> it was a punchline. <laughs> it's time for the dad joke challenge. Oh, funny. I'll kick it off just to redeem myself. What does a fisherman tell the magician? 
Fishman Holy television. mackerel or poof. Oh, I'm screwing this one up too. Good Lord. <laughs> I have to come back to it. <laughs> you must Uh-oh. need some time off. Forgot to, yeah. <laughs> Big time. Okay. I'll help you out, Jim. What do reindeer say before they tell you a joke? What do they say? This one's going to slay you. Oh. <laughs> I thought that was a good <laughs> What do reindeer use to decorate their antlers? I don't know that one. Ornaments. <laughs> I got the top five Christmas jokes right here, boys and okay. girls. Is this one on yours then? What does Santa suffer from when he gets stuck in a chimney? Oh, claustrophobia. Yep, claustrophobia. Claustrophobia. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Did you hear the one about the roof? No. no? Ah, never mind. It's over your head. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one, Dave. What do you call Santa when he's on break? Boy, the guy break, me. Break a clause. Santa pause. <laughs> Why does the Grinch enjoy gardening? Oh, he's got a green thumb. Oh, good answer. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What's a sheep's favorite Christmas song? Hmm. I don't know because I know what a parent's favorite Christmas carol is. Well, I got to finish what a sheep's favorite Christmas song is. Fleece Navidad. Oh, <laughs> and then the last one I got. What do what do elves learn in kindergarten? Dave, you ought to get this one. Wow. <laughs> the alphabet. Mm, not bad. Oh man. Did you know why Santa's helpers um, have to see a therapist? Oh man. No why? Because they have low elf esteem. <laughs> That's funny. You guys ever hear about the one? <laughs> what did the fisherman tell the magician? <laughs> We're back to this one. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what. Pick a cod, any cod. <laughs> <laughs> There's this new uh, TikTok out there. It's called uh, Deer Blind Bad Jokes or oh, something man, like that. Oh, man, those are funny. They are. The, yeah. the four guys or, or three yeah. guys? Yeah, there's three of them. But they're funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they're in the deer blind, so they're trying to be quiet, and this yeah. one dude's just like cracking dad jokes, and yeah, they're all like funny. trying to laugh real quiet, so I got that from there. Yeah. All right. New employees, we got Carlos Meza. And Quincy Hill. Welcome, welcome to the welcome, fleet. Welcome, guys. welcome. Celebrations, anniversaries. We got Paco, Vato Loco for the Lord, Nahara, hit five years on Sunday. Happy five-year anniversary, Pox. Happy anniversary, Paco. And Addison Muguruka, one year yesterday. Happy yep. anniversary, Addison. Congratulations, yep. you guys. Yeah, both those guys. I mean, five years have just flown by and a year for Addison. I mean, it just yeah. the time is... Man, it seems like yesterday the police were calling Paco down the highway and following <laughs> yeah. him, and he was calling me, going, Brother was, Dave, Brother Dave. He, he was crying, and you told him, no, you're this, Paco. <laughs> <laughs> I've really uh, grown to appreciate Addison because his greetings are the best. You know, First of all, when they greet, he greets like this, and he always says, wonderful. And I'm just like, ah, <laughs> That's awesome. What a, what a happy person. Right? Man. So Phenomenal. happy anniversary, guys. Birthdays, Veronica Ariola, she had a birthday Sunday. Jesus Varela had a birthday yesterday. A.K.A. Chewy. Chewy. 
Bree Baldridge had a birthday today. She was getting a lot of birthday love this morning. And Gene Freeman has a birthday on Friday. Wow, good birthday week. Happy birthday, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then family birthday celebrations. Tracy's wife, Jennifer Holloway, has a birthday tomorrow. Happy, happy birthday, bir- Jennifer. Happy birthday, Jennifer. Yeah. Yep. Good. Congratulations, everybody, because you've had to deal with having your birthday right at the same time as Christmas. Yeah, and right. Tough. You must yeah. get extra gifts, yeah. right? Or no gifts. I, I did have a good or friend they get in the- high school. His birthday was Christmas Day, <clears throat> and the way that he combated that, his family did, is he celebrated it on that day in June. Did they yeah, name the opposite, him? Opposite of the birthday, six the six months month. out, yeah. Did yeah. they name him Jesus? No. Oh. Jesus? <laughs> no. no. Yes, but he went by Chewy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as a reminder, everybody, the Christmas party is on the 29th next week. It is at 1 p.m., and it is for employees only. Next Friday. Next, next Friday, Friday, yep. You guys want to talk about the, the toy drive? Felt that I felt like it was a pretty big success this year, bigger yeah. than the previous two years. Yeah, sorry, Jim. I didn't want. I guess maybe I'm excited about it. I kept trying to go. Uh, 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 jump in there. This but. is your segment, Jim. <laughs> so I'm ready. I'm ready. Just to, no. I guess uh, you know. Not that I had to do a lot. Mikey in the shop got the tandem ready. You know, and Jesus gives his truck up for a day, and all the you know people gathering presents and all that kind of stuff. And it's it seems like a lot of work, but when you get down there and you get in the atmosphere of it and the people around and you see the people coming in and out of Macy's and things like that and it's just truly about the kids spirit and I know you you marked it on here uh is I think it's Lieutenant Ratu Fuasa yep uh was the lieutenant for the uh toy drive there for the Salvation Army he's a lieutenant in the Salvation Army and uh he's just uh he's a got a big smile he Mm. greets you he's happy to see you he's thankful you know and when we got all done down at macy's and did the interviews and stuff we went to the salvation army and james and erica came over and helped unload ken came down uh mikey was with me and helped unload they had their staff and uh uh ratu invited his family down called for reinforcements so his wife and three kids came down and they helped unload the truck and it was just a it was just a christmas spirit kind of thing mm. it's just what good good stuff what you think the i don't know good good christian giving well just wonderful people do mm. it's what we what we all should be like and humanity represent. yeah yeah it, the blessings of yeah. humanity right fills fills that tank back up maybe right a little yeah. bit you know yeah. and yeah all the gifts and Thank you, everybody, and you know it's it's in my shout outs here to thank everybody for their gifts because we had people not working here bring gifts down. We had, you know, I think Rick from MHC, we had Rich from Garney, we had other people bring gifts down. I, I mean, if I miss somebody, I apologize, but yeah, good good stuff, you guys. I don't know, so many amazing people here brought so many gifts. Yeah, just you know, so yeah. so thought out people that walked in, you know that took their kids shopping to buy gifts for the other kids yes. and, and whatnot. So kudos to you, Jim. I thought you did a great job on TV. I was oh, proud, man. Yeah. Thanks, thanks. You, you represented well. I thought Always. it was awesome. I think it's it's a little bit easier. The first couple of years were, you know, and I, I'll probably bomb it next year if we do it again or hopefully we do it again. But when you're talking from your heart, when you just talk about the facts, it just kind of rolls out. Yeah, you know, right. it, it, feel, it feels right. good to be able to talk about that stuff. And, you know, the people down there, 
I, we still had, again, last year we talked about it, we had people that are going in Macy's and they would buy gifts and come back out. They didn't plan. They don't know our truck's there, but right. they went in, bought Coincidentally, gifts. Coincidentally, they were there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, spur of the moment. Well, this guy today, I mean, I don't know who the guy was. I don't know if he was driving by and seeing the lights, but he pulls up with a whole car full of toys and unloads them in the tandem. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know who the guy was or uh, anything. And you know, God bless you. you know? I enjoyed watching uh, the mom put the little girl on uh, the, uh, what do you call it? The that? spreader lip the right spreader there. Lip yeah. Yeah. She got to throw a gift. Yep. There. That is yep. so cool. She'll remember that for the rest of her oh, life. Oh, yeah. You know oh, yeah. I mean? And I I told her, Jam, I said, you can lift her up if you want. And you can stand her right here. And the mom was like, you know, cause being trying to be respectful and same with the little girl. But I can stand right there. I'm like, absolutely. You're not going to you're not, <laughs> not going to break hurt. it. Right? <laughs> no, not going to hurt that. So, uh, yeah. So thanks, everybody. That's that's all I can. All I can say is yeah, just right. thank you. Yeah. Go ahead. You? No. <laughs> you know, something that caught me off guard is we focused so much on the toy drive for three years now. It's been the toy drive, the toy drive. And I thought it was great that Salvation Army actually had someone there this year. And when they interviewed him, where, where's his name at right here? Ratu Fuasa. Ratu Fuasa. Lieutenant. Is it Lieutenant right. Ratu Fuasa? Yeah, I should say Lieutenant Ratu Fuasa. It caught me off guard at first, which is kind of sad. But, I mean, we focused so much on the toy drive. And he said so many people there are in need of needy items. Right. They need shoes. They need clothes. They need coats. Mm. They need hats. They need gloves. Right. And they had actually lists of families of people that needed those things. Wow. And, I, you know, next year I'll try and make a mental note, like, to give clothes, to give shoes, to give... Jackets. Right. Jackets. Right. Yeah. 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 And I wondered if a, if a huge portion of that this year was due to the influx of, of uh, immigrants mm. that we have, you know, mm-hmm. coming across the border. And I'm sure they're going there to get get needy items, sure. you know. So yeah. it'd be yeah. just... The I, mean, homeless I don't problem. know how else to put it, but just straight Americans too, Dave. Yeah, yeah, in, in yeah. Need. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's not good out there, right? right? No. You know, and I and I know you you brought that up to me because this is this is sanctioned as a toy drive, right? You know, but like you right. said, when you when you heard him talk about that, you know, that's again what the Salvation Army is about. Mm-hmm. They supply and take care of all that, right? You know, and I and I did ask uh, Ratu the the so you go by the Salvation Army. You give them a wish list. You fill out a sheet or whatever that might be, and you put your name down. And then on the twenty second, which is that is that tomorrow? Uh, two days. Today's, yeah, today's twenty. Twenty. Yeah. So Friday, Friday. Friday. You go by in your car. You go to the Salvation Army and you tell them your name and your wish list has been filled, and that's the toys for your kid, mm. kids or kid. Yeah, and I think awesome. I think that's that was just, that's great. I always wondered how it worked, and that's how it works. So, right, you know, fulfilling that wish list. Love it. Uh, Speaking of Christmas, as everybody knows, we've been doing our 10 days of JFW Christmas. The last days for that are tomorrow and Friday. Good. Nice. Yeah, Christmas is almost behind us, guys. That's that's pretty crazy. So is 2023. That's what's crazy, Jim. Yeah. Wow. Next thing you know, it will be 2024. Yep. Yeah. All right, shout-outs. I got one shout-out, and that's for Bear, Robert Lincoln, uh, for avoiding a head-on collision. Uh, I'm not sure if everybody, well, not everybody saw it. I could post it up. Uh, I'll put it on the reader board. I want to wait till I get my low-light reel for Facebook. Otherwise, we're just putting them up one by one. But uh, Bear was going southbound on Colorado Boulevard up north there, and uh, 
there's an S-curve and this car came out of the S-curve. We assume that person was distracted, came right into Bear's lane, and Bear did a great job avoiding that accident. He looked so cool on the stool, you know, when he came in to talk about it, he said it really shook him, and you would never know it. Wow. So, yeah, yeah he, I mean, you you job. stopped me, and you said, do you want to see this? And I'm and like, <laughs> sure, you know, and then you watch it, and you're like, no, I don't want to see that, yeah. you know, and it just, God, it just scares you to your core, and good job, Bear. I mean, I... I I mean, I know you barely had any room to move over, but you still reacted and probably saved that person's life. Was that a you dad know? joke? Barely? Yeah, barely. Yeah, that, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, drum roll. Good uh, job, man. Yeah, absolutely. It just, it is crazy out there. And you guys, thank you um, for every day. Yep. You know, it's, yeah. it's a fight. It's a battle. That's why I like posting the low light videos up because we see so much out there. So many near misses mm -hmm. and so many actual accidents but it's just crazy the amount of stuff that our cameras catch on a daily basis right yeah you know so it's a dangerous job it's just dangerous being out on the road so. yeah you i mean I, I i could sit here and do it on the on the calculator or whatever jam but as you make that comment how many hours of footage do we collect right 100 trucks let's just stay and you know 10 hours on the on the okay. on the day of footage of of, that we could review right. and find things on. That's a that's a lot of hours. Yeah, I mean, I, I just pull things that people tell me about. What right, about the things that you know. And yeah. a lot right. of how them, many things go unnoticed? Yeah, a lot of them. The drivers think their camera really caught something because they saw it so vividly, but it was so far away the cameras didn't really pick it up. Mm, sure. Yeah, Pedro actually caught an accident the other day. He was making a left onto County Road, I want to say 18, and a big truck was going southbound on Highway 85, went to either make a U-turn or go into the uh, the fuel station over there, a little truck stop, and uh, a car was coming as he came. The car tried to avoid him, move to the right, and then the big truck ended up like T-boning him. It was more like a side swipe, right. you know, because of the rate of speed of the truck turning, <clears throat> but <clears throat> got that on film, Called the Fort Lupton police to let them know that I have it. Actually, I emailed them because you can't get through to the Fort Lupton police. But, <laughs> yeah, anyway, they never hit me back. So, Well, so, yeah. hopefully it's useful for somebody or something, right? Yep. Yeah. Shout-outs to you guys? Yeah, just, just right quick, I wanted to shout-out to Jesus for letting us use his truck. And then right. also me and Dave did a, a little job for a family member, a my uh, son-in-law's sister and her husband are are trying to get a new house. They bought it several years ago and a fixer-upper, and they just needed a little bit of concrete that was broke up, moved out the house, and mm -hmm. me and Dave were able to run up and load it and, and uh, took care of it for him. And uh, Jesus, you know, jumped right in, helped shovel, broomed, you know, with a, and then, you know, for the, the Christmas, uh, for the toy drive there, his truck was clean, well taken care of, you know, everything was when it's placed. He's got a box in between the seats with all his stuff and just class acts. So thank you, Jesus. I appreciate that. Good job, Chewy. Yeah. I'd like to give a shout out to Mikey and his team. They did a great job decorating oh, yeah. that truck this year. Right? I mean, yeah. did, I think he did something like 5,000 lights on it or something. Dave, I, I just, it, I, I, not to interrupt you, but I tried to, I tried to tell Mikey when he was down there because people stopped and filmed and interviewed, not interviewed, but, you know, 
took a, a picture of it. They they videoed it is what I'm trying to spit out and all sorts of stuff. Just random people. And I'm like, we had to be on so many people's, you know, Careful. Facebook or whatever, <laughs> right. you know, TikToks right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Dave, it was it was awesome. And we just left it. We stopped and was able, because we got unloaded, had enough help. We got unloaded early. We stopped, just grabbed some dinner afterwards, all of us. And we just left it lit up in the parking lot. And man, <laughs> you walked out and it was like, ah, there's my truck. Look at that. It's all lit up. Yeah. You know, we all, we all, That's cool. it was awesome. That's good. Did you take a, a swing through the TA? <laughs> Show <laughs> right. it off to all the other drivers. Right. Yeah, we had all sorts of people waving. Yeah, it was, it was great. I think, I think, you know, in, in Mikey fashion and, and John helped and all that, I think they want to, they step it up for next year because it was, it was kind of mentioned the, the Brighton parade. This year was, the week before this and if it's the same he really wants to put the truck in the in the show but he'll he'll put a lot of lights on it yeah <laughs> he'll, yeah he'll he'll it'll it'll be amazing i'm sure yeah, yeah the lights were a new feature this year yep. usually it's just you know decorations so great job yeah yeah i liked his little santa claus in the exhaust stack too right he was he was fabricating it a couple of days earlier and he had the the pvc down pipe from the east side of the or the south side of the shop and he looked at me and he goes scooby's gonna kill me because I, <laughs> I stole the drain pipe oh, off the, the gutter yeah i was and, surprised that thing didn't catch on fire <laughs> don't well, well, well there's virtually no there. exhaust that goes out of it anymore <laughs> well virtually okay. Or literally okay uh, we're we're looking for next week for answers to what we just we just said let's, <laughs> let's see what happens right? yeah if you could tell us why santa claus or the elf what was in there was it a santa claus it was a santa, santa claus, claus yeah. in that one yeah why it didn't catch fire being in the exhaust or at least turn black let us know yeah cool yeah because i lots of people pointed to it oh. you know at like macy's yeah. and stuff yeah. you could see it yeah <clears throat> yep sweet nice really <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get into the meat and potatoes men uh just as a reminder in order to receive holiday pay on any holiday paid holiday you need to work your scheduled day before and after the holiday. Now, if you've had approved time off scheduled, that doesn't count against you, but call-outs will disqualify you from earning holiday pay. How about being late? Disqual- uh, depends what kind of mood we're in. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Because I thought if you were late, that would disqualify you. As I well. thought so, too, but they are here... We just had we just had this come up. Somebody was seven minutes late. We didn't disqualify him. When was the last time you were late, Dave? I don't know. Don't I walk in here about ten after five every day? <laughs> Is that late? Wait, you know when I have new drivers starting, <laughs> I'm never late. Yeah. <laughs> The answer is no, Dave. <laughs> You're not late. Yeah. <laughs> Ten after. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, somebody's late. I do feel it's fair they uh, get disqualified from the percentage bump because we're very clear on that. <coughs> Plus, you have an hour, right, to do it. You know, right. Out to get completely disqualified person. from your holiday pay because you were, you know, seven minutes late. That'd be a rough one. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, speaking of being late, I got a new iWatch, and I've been tracking my sleep kind of like the Fitbits when mm-hmm. we were on Humana and stuff. It uh-huh. counts that high? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I can't even get seven hours sleep. I'm, I'm, I'm in bed. 
<laughs> but it's only saying I got like last night. I think I got six hours and twenty seven minutes. I it's was probably, like, God dang! It's probably because it tells you to stand up. <laughs> hey, you don't need, need that much sleep, Dave. I do. <laughs> I do. I need eight hours every night. The other day, Dave stands up. What are you doing? My watch just told me to stand up. <laughs> it did. <laughs> Time to stand. It says. <laughs> then it's like, okay, sit back down. <laughs> Apple's being more politically correct because my my watch shows us this heavy set guy says time to exercise. Wow. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Just so everyone is aware, <laughs> Samsara has a new a new feature that's in beta testing, and it's in cab forward collision warnings. Right. So we already get forward collision warnings. At the office, it's an alert that we'll get, but now they will be an in-cab warning letting you know that you're about to have a forward collision. Um, it should help people. You know, we've had a few cases, some near misses that ended up not being collisions, but, you know, another split second later, that would have been a rear-end accident. So right. hopefully you hear that camera sounding off. You realize yeah. hopefully it gives enough lead time. Yeah, you know, like if you are distracted, you're digging around in your lunchbox or you're looking at you know your gauge or whatever, and then if it gives you a shout out, and then you can look up in time because we've all done that. We've yeah, all absolutely. like looked down at our gauges or looked down at our phone, right? And mm-hmm. and then looked up and thought, oh shit, traffic stopped. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, I think I hope it works well for that, Dave, and and is a, is another tool, you know, because I know the, you know, I know we all know the one few weeks ago that was an old shit, an oh shit moment, and the driver just barely looked up, right, and then was able to go to his right, yeah. and didn't hit anybody to the right because that car paid attention and moved over. I mean, just to, just to, like you said, Dave, just to help, help every little bit helps, doesn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, and we've proven those cameras help yeah. you. And I I was going to say this earlier, you know, think about it, you guys. We see so many accidents on the road, and it's always, you know, a couple of four-wheelers, typically. Those two drivers drive maybe 100 miles a day, maybe. And we're out there driving three, four, 500 miles a day, and we do it every day. Good job, you guys. Man, oh, man. That's, That's, like, exceptional, right? Uh, speaking of the cameras, I was reading an article yesterday. Pretty big company, I can't remember, but big player in uh, in their in their industry. It was a trucking industry. I forget what they were hauling, but uh, they were looking at two camera systems. One was Samsara, and one was the other one. And then uh, they ended up going with Samsara just because of the customer support and uh, the positive feedback that customers give. So you didn't call them and give them the lowdown on it. No, they didn't call me to ask. So, but we truly, I believe, have the best system on the market. Absolutely. So, yeah. And they're constantly coming up with updates. I mean, this update, you know, JR talked about it yesterday. There was a little banner back and forth. Should we turn it on? Should we test it? And I mean, I love Joe Guys' responses. Why wouldn't we turn it on? You right. Know I mean, if it, if it prevents one accident, then it's did its job. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. But correct me too in, in the emails, but that's after they tested it. JR. They said they've removed a bunch of stuff that were false, like mm-hmm. going into a corner right. and picking up the guardrail. Yes. Yeah. They, they've fixed all that. They've right. removed that. Yeah. So they're telling us this is a better system. This right. is what this does. Yep. That's the reason we're for turning it on, right? right. I mean, that's the yeah. that's the thing. And that's what we've noticed about Samsara is 
I, I guess they're 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 proactive. They're not, yeah, they're not reactive to to what's going on. Yeah. And what's so cool is when there's an update or something's improved, you just have it. Exactly. You, know you I mean? don't have to download it. You yeah. don't have to update it. Yeah. You don't have to. You don't uh, have to pay for it. Just turn replace it on. the camera. Or <laughs> yeah. I mean, we we yeah. paid for it, but there's no like, oh, right. do you want to subscribe right. to Forward Collision Warnings? Absolutely. That'll be you know two dollars a truck a month or something. It's like right. they do an update, you automatically get it. So, right. Yeah. I mean, right. if there's a safety feature, we want it. Right, right. Right. If there's accident <laughs> mitigation, we pay for it on the truck. If there's blind spotter, we add it to the truck. If there's, you know, this on the cameras, we want it. It's whose safety are we creating? Ours and the public's. It's right. just it's a win win all the way around. Absolutely. Uh, Jr. emailed us some Christmas weekend. Well, it's an email about Christmas weekend post trips. He says, with the long weekend ahead of us, temperatures will be dropping with a chance of a snowstorm on Sunday the 24th. Some weather stations call for less than an inch and others up to three inches. Let's make sure propaganda. Yeah. Let's make sure we're cleaning out properly at the end of the day so that we don't come back to frozen material in our trailers. That's great advice. It may help as well to pre-treat our trailers with release agents so that the snow, if any, is easier to sweep out when we come back. Make sure your tailgates are open and your tarps are all the way out, all the way retracted, excuse me, <clears throat> so that the weight of the snow doesn't rip through it. Drain your air tank so as to let any condensation out that may have built up. And just circling back to the basic basics, let's do proper and in-depth post trips so that when we get back, we're best prepared next week and we don't encounter any surprises. Use your main senses such as sight, smell, hearing, and touch when checking your tractor trailers for air leaks, nails and bolts in the tires, bubbling, cuts, abrasions on airlines, etc. Engine fluids, leaks, suspension integrity, brake air leak checks, etc. Really, these are the things that we should be doing every day so that your ride is in tip-top shape and so much more than just the things mentioned. Set yourself up for success and cross your T's and dot your I's just like Santa that has a list and checking it twice, we have our pre-slash-post-trip checklist to help us do the same. Ooh, love the Santa. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Merry Christmas, yeah. everyone. Because we all know what happens when the trucks are parked for a few days longer than normal. Man, the gremlins hit them. Yeah. And so let's let's do our best to, to do those checks before the weekend so we don't run into that. When that we light back. was working when I parked it. Yeah. 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 It was working this morning when I looked at it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, JR signs off. Merry Christmas, everyone. JR. Thanks, yeah, that's JR. a great JR. Yeah, yeah. great. Good job, JR. Good job. And, and well put about listening for the the air leaks and the uh, you know, all those things, you know, that, that will show up come what, Wednesday morning? Right, you yep. guys? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I right. We're, we're I mean, Tuesday. we should right. Yep. So we're, you know, except for Coors, um, we got Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, Tuesday off, yeah. and we'll be back Wednesday. So the yeah. trucks, a lot of you guys' trucks are going to sit four days, and you know, yep. Jr. brought it up the snow possibly Sunday, you know, and mm-hmm. and you know, let's be prepared. Let's make let's make Wednesday morning the the last Wednesday of the year the greatest mm. right <laughs> and it will be colder uh, the highs are only supposed to be in the 30s and the lows are down in the 20s yeah and we've been spoiled man the last week or so oh the last two days have been yeah. I love it it's gorgeous yeah. I, love it. I, I said to Matt in the uh, Matt senior in the shop the other day I said man it's December going on May 
feels like spring you know, almost you know sunday it was gorgeous right? right i'll take it as long as may's not going on december you know what I mean? right yeah snow <laughs> in may sucks doesn't it yeah. april showers bring may flowers yeah it was so nice on sunday like i had some uh i took doors off and like replaced weather seals it was like man this is a perfect day to right? do it mm-hmm. right yep. so all right <clears throat> brother dave kind of shot this down yesterday but we're going to talk about it uh, everybody's had to notice that fuel prices are down. <laughs> <laughs> so just over here at the Seven Eleven, I think I paid uh, two forty four a gallon for regular. And I was like, "Why?" I always ask, "Why would the gas be so low?" Like everything we hear is it should be expensive. So anyway, doing a little research, the demand for gasoline has fallen off, and the winter blend is cheaper to produce. Did you know that? I didn't know the winter. I did. I seen that. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know it either. Because <clears throat> the the summer blend, they have chemicals in it to prevent evaporation, which they don't have to use. Oh, because winter. of the heat. Yeah, yeah. because of, and that's emissions. Yep. Yep. But we had two commercial ships, not American ships, but they were attacked in the, either the the Gaza or the Red Sea or one of those other strips. So companies like BP and these major oil companies aren't sending ships through there. So Brother Dave says the prices are coming back up. I mean, we we took a big dip on mm-hmm. on our prices because we get it, you know, emailed to us daily. I, I came up eighteen cents yesterday. Wow! In one so, day, yeah, yeah. one wow. day. Well, expect record prices to be high. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hope not. Yeah, because <laughs> I joked with Dave. I said, "Well, they usually raise it, you know, right before Christmas. They yeah. they grab this travel week the and travel, right. yeah. yeah, and that's the reason he was. And then he was, you know, saying about the yeah, it typically goes up Thanksgiving, right? And right? then yeah, through Christmas, mm-hmm. New Year's, and then you know a little yeah, dip takes, back down. Yep, takes a dive. Yeah, it took me a little while to find those ships that you were talking about that were attacked. I think uh, I don't know that they were even attacked successfully because, I mean. They're again like the the pirates, the Somali pirates are uh, the Houthis or yeah, something. Yeah, they're like. from Yemen, I think. Yeah, they're yeah. They're, I mean, getting, how, they're getting blown up. I mean, I'm just trying to think the size of it. How do you attack an oil tanker? I mean, how do you get like on it, or do you like pull up, pull up? To, oh, can you pull over, please? I mean, because they're so big, right? You know, and then you you're trying to climb up the sides of it, I guess, and take it over. And mm-hmm. well, what was that movie with Tom Hanks, Captain yeah. Phillips? Captain Phillips. Yeah, that was. Look at me. Right. I'm the captain now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they used, uh, like, the fire Water hydrants. Cannons. Cannons, yeah, yeah, to, you know, blow them off the ship and all yeah. that. I just, you know, we we live in an amazing country. <laughs> right. We're we in do. an amazing place. We have, I have no idea what goes on. And the desperation to try to, right. in the middle of the sea, and try to pirate. On uh, basically a motorized <laughs> raft, go attack a tanker. <laughs> right. 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 Hey, that's what I, right. Thank you for the description. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, those are like big inflatable <laughs> rafts. <laughs> you know, they're controlling the motor on the stick in the back. Right. right? It looks like a two-man bass boat going up the Mississippi River, but these guys yeah. are going to take on a, a tanker and cargo ships yeah. and all of that. 1,200-foot right. ship, right? Yeah. yeah. It yeah. takes 15 minutes just to stop it, uh-huh. <laughs> right? Because there's the motion, you know? And right. Yeah. Yeah, we're taking your ship. Okay, give us about 15 minutes. We'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in the Coast Guard jam, did you ever run, like, uh, not, not patrol, but what do you call it when you, when you help a... Protection. Help a ship. Search yeah, and protection. Oh, protection. Yeah, dude. They- we didn't do a lot of protection. We did a lot of search and rescue and, and boardings and stuff. And 
even on the Coast Guard boat, we would go out in a rigid hull inflatable. So you would climb down there, get on this rigid hull inflatable, and go out. But you had a ladder you had to climb up and down. And it's like one of those rope yeah. rope ladders. Yeah. And it's not really great. So <laughs> without, really great. without that. It's, it's freaking hard. Yeah, is what you mean. Without yeah. that, it would suck. And how big was your ship compared to a tanker? Uh, our ship was 270 feet. It was pretty small compared to like an aircraft carrier or an oil tank. Yeah, these guys aren't on a 270. That's a big ship. 27 foot inflatable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? Exactly. How many people were on it? How many? 98. 98. 98 man crew, yeah. How many bathrooms were on it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't tell you that. I couldn't tell you that, but it, it was it was cool. I mean, we had a flight deck. We'd we'd land helicopters on board and stuff like that. That's cool. Wow. Yeah, cool. Yep. I was a nozzle man for those operations. So you'd yeah. you'd put the nozzle in the copter or the right yeah. aircraft. That's what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we also we did a hyfer, which is helo in-flight refueling. That was cool because then they would Ooh. just hover above the boat. Oh wow! And uh, they would drop a hook, and you'd have to hit it to get the static electricity out of it and then hook up the nozzle and wow. pull it up and fuel it themselves. That's cool. Huh? That was cool. Yeah. I wonder who blew up and figured they had to get the static electricity out of it. Sparky? <laughs> yeah. Shop Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Done blow it up like Uncle Bob. Yep. Uh, another thing I saw yesterday, the EV revolution is losing momentum. If you don't know what EV I read is. I about that too, That Jim. is electric vehicles. The market has grown in 23, but the sales aren't rising as fast as expected. And here's what's crazy. Tesla has slashed their prices again. Ford reduced the production of the F-150 Lightning and postponed $12 billion of EV spending. Uh, the CFO Mercedes described the EV market as a brutal space and continues to discount vehicles. And then the Toyota chairman told reporters, People are finally seeing reality, and fewer Americans are ready to switch to EVs than automakers, automakers or government officials thought. I feel like we ought to cheer right now, like, Woo! long live ice, <laughs> long live ice. Ice? Mm-hmm. Internal combustion engine. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, they put, the, they put the cart before the horse right there. You know, they don't have the infrastructure. They don't have the Is power Is that the generation. battery before the charger? Exactly. <laughs> and and why didn't they see that, man? I, I don't know. If they want to electrify the world, they've got to have the electricity to do well, it. We, we have do you lots. Know why, Dave? I can answer that. The Dems. <laughs> well, I mean, ultimately, yes. yes but it, I, I'll, just go, <laughs> I'll just go with your government, Dave. This is, mm-hmm. These are mandates created by your government. Everything else that has happened has been a creation, and they think those things through, right? I mean, everything else, you thought of that because you had to you had to design it, and it was your money, and it was your cost, and it was your invention. So you figured out, oh, I'm going to build something electric. I need to charge it. Is that possible? And you went to the next step. The Dems are just going, greenhouse gas, we need no more ice, right? No well, more internal combustion engines. Yes, let's go with electric. Done. But no one ever went that extra step. Right. What you're saying is it wasn't market-driven. Right. Technically, that's what our society is. It's a capitalistic society. Used to be. And when the consumers decide that, hey, we want this, then it gets made. Yes. Not the other way around. There's also, I think it's, I look at it kind of the same way Super Dave is. Lots of products have been invented for the betterment. You know, like, hey, maybe we could make this better. Maybe we could save some lives. Maybe we could do this. 
but then but hardly ever mandated and like this is a mandate you have to do this no matter what the no matter what it does to people you know or the economy or anything and i think that's what hurts is some things just can't be mandated especially in the steps that they're expecting yeah not yeah, why do you buy an EV if you can't charge it except for in 10 different places in the state? And it only goes 200 miles, but you need to drive 300 miles every day, right? <laughs> and I look at it the same way. There's a couple of meetings I went to at the at the motor carriers and then talking with Dave and talking with all of you guys. You know, we have a good product right now, Dave. It's .02 um, emissions right now. And if... It, Point two, and we're point two. I'm sorry. Point two is, is o, point o two. Yeah. yeah, point two. But if you look at the where we were, what 2008, Dave, and nine just before. Just say two thousands. Two thousands. Yeah, the amount of pollution in tons that we were putting out in those trucks, and I, I, w- I, I should look that figure up, Dave, because I, I always want to talk about it. Right from the from the deal that Scott gave. Yeah, us. yeah, because yeah, it was like I'm, I'm making this up, but this is how drastic it was, Super Dave. It went from like 600 tons to like one. It was crazy. And that's how good our product is right now. And the government's asking us, and and I'm saying the product's good because we've done something good for the environment. It's already a clean vehicle, and we're having all sorts of troubles with it. We've all talked about that with the sensors. But then they want us to go, like Dave just corrected me, 0.02, cut that in half, what kind of problems is that? I mean, most people have said that's not even possible. And 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 some companies are going to use credits that the government's going to give them because they can't do it. That, that that's that's some of the sense that doesn't even make sense. Yeah, it, it's it's hard to wrap your head around, but Yeah. Yeah, especially when to me we have a good good product and and then what did you learn too dave that colorado is like like our our pollution even though we talk about our brown cloud is like 0.1 of the country dave wasn't of the united oh, states oh how, how yes, did they state yes, that yes yeah. yes i don't Co- remember the exact number jim but yes we colorado as a whole oh oh contributes yeah 0.01 One. of the nation's yes yes carbon carbon so I mean we're we're virtually as clean as we can be, hmm. but we're but we're bad, you know that's the thing. And then you know we've we've talked about it. So I I'm glad the the last comment there, Dave or or Jam with the what do you say Toyota or who it was that the con- Toyota's chairman told reporters people are finally seeing reality. That's I'm yeah. I'm glad. Yeah, and that's some of the people that are making it. Yeah, you know? right. So. Yeah, right. Forced to. <clears throat> Yep. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. the thing. Forced yep. to, right? right? Yep. We're going to be forced to buy it. They've been forced to make it, but it's not the it's not the invention of mother necessity. How does that saying go? Necessity, necessity is the mother, mother of, of invention. invention. Thank you. Yeah. Nice job, Dave. We didn't get that, right? <laughs> we don't have that. Uh, and the, the other one, the next one, kind of fits right in this. It fits in it. Yeah, being on drugs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, Super Dave, I thought you'd be super interested in this because the FMCSA has issued a warning. Drivers who drug test positive will lose their CDLs. Right. Federal trucking regulators have issued a warning that late next year, truck drivers who test positive for drug use 
will not only be placed on prohibited driving status, but will lose their commercial driving licenses and not be issued learning permits until they complete the federal return to work process. Yeah, so to kind of explain that a little bit, my good friend Kevin Bush over at Drug Techs, Mm -hmm. um, he told me about this a couple months ago. And so if you were to test positive on a drug test today, you would have kept your CDL. In other words, it's still in your wallet. You can still go out and drive a, a tractor trailer truck. But thanks to our clearinghouse, which is about three, I think four years old now, it will immediately, because that that um, company that processes your um, drug test itself, they will submit that result to the clearinghouse and it will automatically cancel your CDL. Because the clearinghouse is connected to all the state agencies. It is they'll, federal. They'll, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll send a deal, and at your state level, your, your CDL will be, yes. be disqualified. Yes, and right now in 2023 or in the past years, that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. You still had your CDL, although when we do our hiring process, it would come up to us that, hey, you – you have a failed drug test and we obviously wouldn't hire you. And I'm telling you what, I get so many calls from guys that ask, do you accept drivers that are involved in an SAP program, which is the substance abuse program that you have to go through to clear your history in the clearing house? Mm-hmm. And I just say, no, it's a pain in the neck. I've got to keep track of your tests. I've got to schedule them because it's usually over one or two years and i'm i don't need that other dude's problem you know right but um so what's going to happen is your cdl will be automatically canceled until you complete the return to duty process Uh, so so can take weeks and weeks and i i know jam just read this and i'm so it becomes suspended right dave that would be more the canceled is what the word they say it's canceled just canceled because suspended is something that happens if you have too many points that's right because the one that the one the guy that hit veronica jam was at the termination it was suspended oh no revoked revoked Revoked. so revoked is you can't have it Mm -hmm. and suspended is a is a temporary time Mm -hmm. yeah canceled is canceled seems permanent cancels canceled (laughs) yeah yeah the cancel culture huh? and i do believe revoked is something that they put in place when you don't pay a fine yeah this was I think this was uh, DUI, and then it ended up being yeah, revoked, possibly. Yeah. Do we? Yeah. What's yep. interesting to me, uh, Super Dave, is so it says you'll you'll lose your commercial driver's license and not be issued learning permits until they complete the federal return to work process. So, do they got to go to back to truck driving school if they lose their license? I I I noticed that when you read that too, because a learning uh, learning permit almost means like seemed like me at first like you'd lose your regular license too oh wow Mm. you know because you get a learner's permit before you get your regular's license yeah but same thing with truck driving you you get a permit once you go to take the test at the dmv without having a cdl you have a learner's permit that will allow you to drive a big truck with an instructor well yeah yeah, but they did pass that law in february that you have to go to a certain amount of hours of school road road time and classroom right. time and i do know if you've even if you've had a cdl and then you've let it go because you changed careers 
you will have to take yep. a certain amount of hours yes. of school. Oh, to, to get like to the learner's permit, start the process. Back, yeah. yeah, so I'm wondering if it applies to this. You know, you, you, you lost your license. I'll have to look into that. We'll let you May, know next time. Maybe if you don't get it fixed in a year, hmm. maybe there's something could like be. that on there. Because you could have your, your license expired for a year and not have to test. Yep. So hmm. you know what the moral of the story is. Make good choices. Right. You, you know, the <laughs> old school to this. There you go, Dave. Don't do drugs. What? Well, I was waiting choice. for you guys to all finish talking because I looked up. We have people here that aren't going to know who Ronald Reagan was mm. or may know who he is but didn't know when he served. I just looked. He was 81 to 89, our president. Mm. And his wife, the first lady, started a program while oh, I yeah. was young and in school. I, I, obviously, I was out of school when he was still in his presidency. But uh, what was her program? What did it say? Is it there? Or it, it was the D.A.R.E. program, but it was Just Say, just no. say no. yeah. D.A.R.E. to Just Say No, yep. right? Just Say No to Drugs. So yep. just say that's, no. that's stuck with me this Or you'll end up in a, no. in a Scared Straight program. Right? Man, right. I just, you, you talking about that brought me back to this little uh, reel I saw the other day talking about <clears throat> there's this kind of a millennial or a Generation Z or whatever alpha word, and they're like, they don't understand why Generation X drank out of garden hoses so <laughs> so the guy's like did you guys not have sinks so this lady comes on and she's like we weren't allowed in the house right you know that's why we had to play outside yeah we had to play outside and it was so bad like there was commercials reminding parents that they have children do you remember <laughs> it is 10 p.m do you know where your children are I do remember yeah, that. I do remember there was, that. Yeah. yeah there was actual commercials reminding you like Hey, do you know where your kids are at? Because she described that she was like, it was like one big game of Survivor when we were growing up. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's, it's so true, Jim. You'd leave the house without a phone or any way to yeah. get a hold yeah. of anyone if there Be was an emergency. Be home at dark. Yeah. You know? yeah. By the way, Dave, you know, do you know where your kid is? <laughs> it's 10 p.m. If right. I don't know where Bella is at 10 p.m., just slap me. Right? You know? Yeah. Never happened. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, Jim, other than your backyard... How often does she play outside? Uh, out of my sight? Right. That's Never. What, that's what Never. I mean. No. Right? That's no. our society yeah. today. And that's that's for protection. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy world we live in. So I uh, got a cool message from Edwin Ramirez yesterday. He's a former driver. He's out doing some uh, different things now. But he says he still listens to the podcast every day. And he has sent me the four most dangerous holiday driving hazards and this is from lamb fuels okay so it says whether it's making a merry christmas phone call from behind the wheel rushing to the next holiday party or indulging in some rum eggnog prior to hit the road here are some of the most dangerous behaviors drivers exhibit during the holiday season driving when you're tired impaired or distracted is always dangerous but add low visibility the potential for ice and snow and the pressure that comes with the holiday season, and December just might be one of the most dangerous months to be on the road. This year, avoid these four most dangerous holiday driving hazards. Here's a quote, says, when accompanied by poor road conditions, these four dangerous behind-the-wheel behaviors combine into a perfect storm of risk behaviors, explained to driving safety expert Doug Horn, who founded Driving Safety Program, Drive by example. The four most dangerous holiday driving hazards include distracting driving. This is number one. 
This includes driving while using cell phones for both talking and texting holiday messages to friends, co-workers, and family, Horn said. It also includes driving while checking out store hours and locations using a smartphone to surf the web. There's a good one. Great point, right? Number two, impaired driving. Year-end dinners, parties, and celebrations typically involve consumption of alcohol and, in too many cases, use of drugs. Just say no. Just say no. Dare. Dare to say no. An increase in the number of impaired drivers using the roadways during the winter holidays has been well established by law enforcement, and the loss of life resulting from impaired driving is also well established. Number three, and I love this one. As soon as, and you picked up on the same thing, I've never heard of it before, but I feel it, and this is, let me just read it. Number three, pressure driving. The winter holidays typically bring them to increased pressures, especially financial pressures, and the stress created by doing trying to do too much in a short time span. Drivers often react to these pressures by driving too fast for conditions, making aggressive lane changes, failing to yield right away, and generally discarding the needs and the safety of others using the road. <clears throat> I also feel like pressure driving is when you get in that pack and you don't really want to be in there. So now you're driving faster than you really want to, but you got vehicles behind you and you're like, I just want to get out of here. Yep, yep, absolutely. Number four, fatigue driving. Increased demands and activities during the winter holidays often mean significantly reduced sleep schedules. According to a study by the AAA Foundation for Traffic Safety, people who slept six to seven a night, six to seven hours a night, were twice as likely to be involved in a crash as those sleeping eight hours or more, while people sleeping less than five hours increase their risk four or five times. Super Dave, you are at risk today. He, he is. He is on the edge. Yes. Don't let him drive. You want to ride home? Yep. Just, yes, please. Just say no, Super Dave. You can take a nap on the way. Horn <laughs> added that it's not uncommon for a single driver to manifest all four dangerous driving behaviors at the same time, especially in the final 10 days of the year. So this holiday season, take this list, check it twice, and stay stay safe out there. All right, man. Thanks a lot, Ramirez. We yeah, appreciate you. That yeah, is that's awesome. A, that's yeah, a good one. Good yeah. hearing from you. Yeah. You guys got anything else? For uh, the discussion? Well, I, I was just looking up. Nancy Reagan was just the just say no. Just say no? Yeah. So the dare was uh, drug abuse resistance. Mm. Who is, did that? Is, it doesn't say. Mm. But I think she added that to dare to just say no. There you go. I'm putting it together. <laughs> so dare stands for drug abuse resistance education? Yes. And what does MAD stand for? Mothers, Mothers Against, against Drunk Driving. Yeah. Uh. I'm going to make a new one up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> uh, this ought to be good. <laughs> <laughs> Questions from the audience. So, Jim, I'll let you take the first one. This was your experience. <laughs> Perfect, since I wanted to jump in there before. Hey, it was uh, so the one of the other contributors to the toy drive is Dr. Horton. And they had, I don't know, 10 people down there kind of representing um, Dr. Horton and stuff. And the little girl that uh, was up on the, the tailgate there, up on the spreader lip, they were from Dr. Horton. Anyway, one of the people asked, 
does this truck work every day? They think we just have it like put away for Christmas, right? For holidays, it's our holidays truck. And and I'm like, nope. I said, it works every day. And first first thing out of the guy's mouth, and he says, well, then the driver takes really good care of it, doesn't he? And I said, he sure does. But I said, also our wash bay, our mechanics, all of that. I said, it's a team. It just gave me a, an opportunity to gloat about what, what a great company and teammates we have. So yeah, so that was, that was my, that's, there's your answer. Does this, does 0017 work every day? It's a dedicated toy drive truck. (laughs) Right. AKA toy hauler. (laughs) They should have seen it the day before because we had had some weather and it was just brown with, right with salt and sand right. and, yeah yeah we yeah. noticed dave because he hooked back up to the pup yeah and they didn't watch <laughs> the pup it was terrible. <laughs> it's like, yeah. uh, it wasn't good wow right, dave? <laughs> if i knew we were going to throw knives at each other right <laughs> scary <laughs> to the chair yeah i saw it going down the highway too jim that day <laughs> And yeah, that pup was just as dirty as can be, and the truck was shiny. Yeah, clean. it was, it was clean, cool. wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, next question. And this was asked by a driver on behalf of another driver, <laughs> I guess. What does that mean? <clears throat> driver came up to me. He's like, hey, I got a question, and this happened to this driver, but he won't say anything about it. So, okay. Anyway, does, he, is there <laughs> nothing about rats, right? What's the saying? No rats. No, what's it? Oh, snitches get stitches. Yeah, snitches get stitches or whatever. Rob Bueller adds in, and they end up in ditches. (laughs) And sometimes you need to turn the boat upside down and shake some of the rats out, too. Uh, Anyway, when is it appropriate to use air horn? Apparently, this driver uses air horn, and uh, somebody from our safety team told them not to. So they want to know when to use it. I, I I can't answer that because I don't know in what context. You know what I mean? I mean, I've had... So you had a red light, and this isn't the context, but let's just make a comparison. <laughs> Here's when not to use it. You're at a red light, and the light turns green. Brother Dave, this is for you. And they didn't move in a split second. Honk. Honk what? Your city horn or your air horn? Everything you've got. Get that car to go. <laughs> They're clearly not focused on driving, and you are. Okay. You know, I was going to say when the school bus goes by and all the kids are doing this with their arms, right? Right. Yeah. That's yeah. when you use it. Yeah, you don't, you don't I mean, blow your city horn? No. <laughs> there's that little split second there, Jam. You sit there and you wonder, okay, when will they see it? Mm-hmm. Right? Will we sit through the whole light, or will they wake up You know, a few seconds in? And <clears throat> I think it's the courtesy tap Yes, what I was I'm just, going with. I was it's going to go bump. with that. Right? right, not the oh, yeah, lay on it yeah. for right. seven seconds. Yeah. Right? right? Yeah. I mean, I, it's still I mean, the little honk still means you're a moron. Yes, but yeah. it's yes. not. Being but they rude. can't be angry. Yes. Right? right. You know, because if you could, if you could step up and knock on the window and go, "Excuse me, it's a green light. Would you go, please?" And they'd right. go, "Oh shit!" And, and go. They'd probably drive over your feet right. versus yeah. walking up and going, "Move!" Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I would say it's appropriate to use your air horn anytime to avoid an accident. And, and and safety. I mean, if you're like safety. checking somebody in front of you or behind yeah. you, or you're going to use it, yeah, I don't. Yeah. yeah, I know the. We had we're sitting at Vasquez <laughs> last night at the whatever the street is. The McDonald's I wasn't is bring on. Bring that up, Jim. Sixtieth right? and Parkway. Sixtieth and, and Parkway. Vasquez. And we're making. We're going to go all the way across Vasquez, right? To the Wendy's. Yeah, pointed towards the Wendy's to get on two seventy. Okay, right? making the left. Yeah, making mm-hmm. the yeah the left. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what is that? Six lanes all right. the way across, right? Yeah. We get the light right there, Jam, and I know you go home that way. Super Dave, you go home that way. Somebody southbound on Vasquez 
does a U-turn in front of all the traffic <laughs> on the red light. Oh, use your air horn. I used my horn. Yeah, and it wasn't use, the courtesy beep. It wasn't the beep. <laughs> yeah. If I had an air horn or a train horn, they would have got that. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It was just yeah. like, oh, my. On a solid red light. With with and like da- like Dave said, there's no cars at that intersection. Huh. There's that, no dangers. That yeah. dude must have been pressure driving. Uh. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, there's your Christmas stuff. They right? were right? from out of state, yeah, Texas. Yep, yep, yep. exactly. Well, and uh, my, my thing is, you know, you look at that scenario and you're like, you look at every intersection and there's 30 cars at every oh, yeah. piece of that light at night, and you're like, I'm just gonna blow a U-turn. Right uh, here on, on a, a red arrow. On a red, red arrow. Red right? Light, what, red light. what can go wrong? And I'm thinking, why on earth would you do that, right? Even not being from here, if I were elsewhere, if I were in Texas and saw how busy that intersection was, I'm like, we're going to have to wait for a green here. Yeah. Well, well, it's, go yeah, it's, it's also a red light. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. The, that's the whole yeah. thing. You know, out of state, I don't mind because we, we announced it on the, on the radio about Christmas and holidays and people visiting and stuff like that. I don't mind people going extra slow. I don't mind them being in the left-hand lane, you know, out-of-state plates, all that kind of stuff. But a U-turn on a solid red light? Yeah. Right. I mean, come here, on. That's I call that sign, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I call that selfish. <laughs> just yep. selfish. I, I just selfish. saw a clip on that, Dave, that comedian. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, that was Bill, Bill Ingvall, right? Uh, I think He's so, like, yeah. Here's your yeah. sign. He, yeah, yeah, he does such a great bit on that because he starts off with, I had a messed up tooth and they can fix that. And he said, I broke my finger and they can fix that. And he said, I had a lazy eye and they can fix that. And he said, my wife's boobs were a little droopy and they can fix that. And he goes, I needed to lose some weight. They can fix that. And he said, they, he named off a dozen more things and they can fix that. But he goes, there is no cure for stupidity. <laughs> they funny. can't fix that. Yeah. You can't fix stupid, right? Right. Here's yeah, your sign. <laughs> that intersection, man, I, I can't believe there's not a whole bunch of accidents here. There's there's all just the inter- yeah. yeah. You know what's you, crazy? You see Jim? you see accidents there? No, I said uh, all the time. Oh yeah. Like you go there and there's yeah. an accident. Like all the time there should be an accident. Yeah, yeah but I don't, there's not. But there's, there's not, not. Yeah. yeah. I mean twenty years ago, Jam, picture crossing that intersection with no light. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like as a Driver learning to drive as a 16-year-old, I would get to that light and I would start. Well, there was no light. You just get there and you just start looking around like, who has the right away? Who's going next? Right. Pretty soon you see some cars go and you're like, I think this is my break. I'm going to go. Yeah, I mean, that's like I'll have a final destination moment. Driving through there every once in a while, like, holy cow, like... You, there's like just too much to look at. Like, yeah, it's you not know like, what's amazing. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, no, I'm so excited. Go no, ahead. No, 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 finish. I totally interrupted. No, I'm you. just saying it's just like it's not like okay. Is there anything coming from the south and the north? No. Okay, like let's go. It's there's just like six ways you could get creamed over there. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, and then the cameras. Right. So when it's dark, the flashes go off, and you're just sitting there, and it's like, boom, boom. <laughs> right. Yeah. All these flashes are going off. You're like, did something just explode? Oh no, that's a camera for someone running the red light. <laughs> yeah, but there's there's just intersections where you see accidents all the time. You're like, oh yeah, this is the intersection that happens at. Yeah. I've never seen one accident. I, you know what? You're right. And then even with the pedestrians, like you would just think people get run over there all the time too, because I mean, 
they they walk pretty carelessly through there, hanging out in the medians. They you know, do. you got people asking for money and stuff, and yeah, yeah it's it's crazy. Well, yeah. I just had to draw it out, you guys. I think there's twelve lights <clears throat> wow. at that intersection. That's crazy. Twelve, yeah, twelve lights. I'm pretty sure we need a traffic circle over there. <laughs> Dave, Man, you that said, would be like that one in I've seen in Europe. That's just giant that they use in the right. movies. Right, that, yeah. it would be big, wouldn't it? Soup, uh, you said you've seen some accidents over there. I have. Huh? Yeah, twenty-seven uh, years. Yeah, I mean, 30? it's maybe one a year. It's oh. pretty rare, but yeah. and you don't notice it until you're coming up and all the traffic's backed up on the street, <laughs> and you're like, "Well, God dang it, there's a crash up here. I should have gone the other way." Golly. <laughs> All right, next question is from Ricardo Cordova. I heard R- Ricardo's coming back, so I shot him a message yesterday and asked him for questions from the audience. Um, he said some of <laughs> some thanks, <laughs> Ricardo. <laughs> some of my favorite podcasts have been when Brother Jim gets passionate, aka keeps it real. Would it would it be possible for you to give him a fifteen minute segment and call it "What Really Grinds My Gears" with Jim White? <laughs> I think it would be awesome. I mean, he just labeled it. It's perfect. Well, I mean. Did you help him out? No. I'm saying you could have a segment very similar. (laughs) Yeah, but nobody's asking for money. (laughs) They're asking for his. Man, I don't know if I could live up to pressure, you know, because that's that's spur of the moment. uh, Is anything bugging you right now, Jim? That we could talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Way to cover, Jim. That we can talk about. Yeah, yeah. there's a few things bugging us all that, that we can't talk about. We can talk such. about just not right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's always some stuff. No, I, it, that's funny. It's a good piece right there. I think that's great. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, Coming up next week. <laughs> 15 minutes is a long time. It I is. Mean, <laughs> that's a long time to be on the on the podium. We'll try it, though. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Safety topic of the week. Dumping in sheds. As everybody knows, we'll haul them all salt right now. A lot of the sheds you can't even dump inside, but be careful of what's above you. Make sure you're checking on top of where you're dumping or looking, looking above you. Don't hit anything. But also, if you do dump inside a shed, which happens occasionally, remember when you're dumping, you end up moving forward you got to make sure you're in a position where you'll be able to let your trailer down. Mm-hmm. We've had that happen before where you were able to raise it, but now you can't get out. So. It's because you've pulled forward. It's because you pulled forward, yep. yep. So keep that in mind. All right, tips and tricks from Ray Davis. Ray has two different segments in his tips and tricks. The first one is for the fleet. And he calls it going out of town. When you are headed on a long haul out of town for a two-day trip or longer, always be prepared. Most important is know your legal axle weights for the states you will be driving into. They are different from state to state. Most all connecting states are 34,000 on your drives and trailer axles, but always check before getting loaded. Make sure, and we're 36 here in Colorado, so that's why that's important. Make sure you... Sorry, Jim, if you can find your place. Which I think Mm. it makes it difficult because you can be over the 34, but not over the 80. Mm. And I think that's what confuses people is that you, you still can't be over the 80, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Make sure you do a post-trip the night before and get any repairs done that night so when you leave, your truck is ready to go. Make sure you have extra fluids and appropriate clothes for the pool or the hot tub later. No, make sure you have warm clothes. Just in case you need to chain up or fix something. 
<clears throat> and you're not freezing. Make sure you know the route you are taking and if leaving with others, have each other's phone numbers in case of an emergency. Make sure everything is all good to go on your Samsara. Make sure you plan your stops accordingly to the route. And know how to use your Samsara to utilize your time wisely. If you're unsure of anything, always ask someone, don't assume. So when he's talking about Samsara, he is talking about the ELD or the electronic logging device feature. You need to, have, you need to know how to properly use that. We actually have a letter here also in case you do get stopped by DOT. We have a letter explaining how you switch between your short haul exception and ELD driving. So, <clears throat> good tips. Then he goes on to the trainer trip. Trainer tips. Know how to read your trainee. As a trainer, you need to have patience. You need to remember your job is to teach. So, as a trainer, need to know how to read your trainee on how they learn. For example, are they hands-on? Are they visual? Sometimes if they're visual, he takes a shot at me here, you can go to Jam's desk, he has plenty of sticky notes, <laughs> and you can write all the dumping procedures on one in the <laughs> CB channels for the loader and the scale <clears throat> so they can just read it and do it themselves. Remember, if you're paying attention, there is nothing they can do to mess up if you are paying attention. Never yell or get frustrated if someone is not understanding something <clears throat> then you, as a trainer, need to figure out a way that they do understand. Slow it down and take your time. It will make the learning experience so much easier and better when you can get in the same page and work together as a team. Hope all is well with the JFW family, friends, and listeners. Remember, safety has no blind spot. <coughs> Look and lean, sit up in your stool, and don't be a fool. Much love and respect always. Ray Ray, 0013. Thanks, Ray. That was a good, good segment. Yeah. Yeah. That was yep. a good one, Ray. Yeah, I like touching on the the out of town weights, you know, on the the thirty four and the thirty six and all that kind of stuff. Sure. We've we've gotten a not going out of town, but we're going to have to deal with that more and more. But just recently, because we've been going through the ports more, haul and salt, we've got two two overweights in the last like November several months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. So yeah, you gotta gotta watch your axles. You gotta add that up, you guys. It's a uh, it seems like common sense, but I, I'm sure when you guys get, you know, your, it's kind of like the what was the wording, Jim? Pressure driving. Mm. I think you get pressured weighing. That <laughs> you gotta, mm. you gotta get going. You gotta, move out you know, move out of the way. All that kind of stuff, mm. and you just, you just can't be pressured. You got to make sure that you have on what you have on. Yeah, make sure those load gauges are calibrated. I mean, yeah, we've given you a tool to make that very easy yeah in fact dave that was what came up in uh, brother dave came up in the safety meeting the other day and I, I guess maybe i've listened to you but somebody said their gauges weren't weren't registering quickly enough it took like 30 seconds and scooby or jr or one of the you know the safety guys what said had to explain to him to set it for a minute there's two buttons on there or there's one button if you press it it's instant and if you press it again it's Every 10 seconds or every 30 seconds, it changes. Yeah, and, and I told these guys, I don't really ever hear us talk that much about those two buttons. Sure. Calibration, but I didn't remember the buttons because sure. it, it, you know, I just could remember the two buttons, but not what they were for. And, you know, because the, the, that was the one guy's excuse that it didn't, it didn't, it takes forever to weigh it. Right. Well, you need to be on instant. So I just want to bring that up. It's good. Right good piece to talk about yeah we talk know? about <clears throat> being on level ground not having your brakes set right so you can't sit there when you're loading and 
just leave it's the same if you left your foot just hammered on the the uh, brake pedal right yeah, at some point you need to release that brake pedal and release the load against the airbags mm-hmm. that's, that they've been filling back up and that changes your pressure so I mean there's a little bit of science to it but as you're rolling down the road that gauge is still changing mm-hmm. you know and I, I guess <clears throat> where I'm frustrated when we talk about that is we've bought over 200 gauges there's two per truck and officially when the when the last of the freightliners are gone and the other uh well i think 28 and i'm sorry 29 and uh, 38 are gone to the best of my knowledge every truck in the fleet will have digital gauges now so we've invested in every tool we can buy those gauges are a little over 250 bucks each so that's almost 600 dollars per truck mm. So we've we've spent a little bit of money on giving you the tools to get the job done, but if you're not using them, you know we own a scale at one of our yards that is literally three minutes away. You can go over there if you don't know how. You can train. <clears throat> you can figure out how to how to dial in your gauges, how to work them. And the thing is, you know, we talk about calibrating those gauges all the time. Really, once they're calibrated, unless you switch trailers, it just doesn't change. Mm. They're usually within 100 pounds. You know, and if you're within 100 pounds, I suggest you trim. It's just something you should do. If you're switching trailers or maybe you blew out an airbag that that particular line hooks to, which is rare, it could change that. Otherwise, usually once you're dialed, it just doesn't It just doesn't randomly get more and more and more. Or yeah, 1,000 pounds off. It's yeah, just not. It just doesn't yeah, happen. Yeah. You are truly not checking your gauges that's that's the bottom line you know and it's so simple to do that too when you're loaded and you pull on a scale when you pull the steer axle on stop right quick look at the readout at any pit almost all the pits have a readout now you can't do it up at fry's because you load on the scale but when you pull on at morton stop when you pull your steer steer axle on see what the weight is and then when you pull your drives on note that weight and subtract the steer axle from it Right there, you've just calibrated your gauge. You just you just verified your gauge is weighing correctly. And then do the opposite when you leave. When you pull off the scale, stop before your trailer comes off of the scale and write that weight down or just look. Oh, I'm showing, why am I showing 39.8 here at the pit and my gauge on the dash is showing 35? I think something's wrong. You know, and I mean, there you literally just checked what you have in seconds it didn't take you seconds to do that so you know we're only as good as we are yeah Yeah, we we can't do it for you but we've taught you we've showed you you've signed off in our training book we've given you the tools we've given you the gauges we've talked about it we've done everything to it that's the reason we put it right in the manual right in our manual if you if you load and you drive straight to a port from a scale and you're over axle or overweight you lose your bonus Mm. that's just that should never happen, and here we are talking about it. It's just happened twice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was just like when when you know Ray just put in there the thirty six and the thirty four. You know, it's it's just, and I know the gauges should give you that, but the thirty four, the thirty four, and the twelve. That's eighty thousand, right? If you're anywhere off of those numbers, you need to investigate it. You know, if you pull on and you're, I don't know, you I, I, making it up, you're you're thirty two. And you're 34, and you're 12. You're you're good, right? Yeah. You're you're not over 80, and you're yeah. and you're under the other one. But if you're, let's say you're 35, because Colorado is allowing 36. 
Where's the extra thousand? Right. Where Where did it go? Because right. it can't be on your other axle, or <laughs> it can't be. You can't be thirty five, thirty four, and twelve. Yeah. Right. You're over the eighty. And I mean, it just should. It should throw you off. It should set an alarm up. Absolutely. You know, and then we can get into it because, you know, we use twelve as a guideline because usually, oh, well, I know the front axle will go up to twenty thousand, but then you have to have special tires and an axle. So that's right. that's another whole different different thought on yeah. how that works. So yeah, I mean, your steer axle is going to be anywhere between ten and twelve loaded. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's exactly twelve five usually yeah. on the top side. And if you're tw- if you're pushing twelve five, you're pushing thirty six on your drives. Oh, absolutely, right. Absolutely. So I mean, that just leaves you say you're twelve five on your steers. That leaves you sixty seven five between your drives yeah. and your trailer. You split that in two, and that's thirty three seven. Each axle, and that 33, 33.7 has to be specifically someplace because <laughs> right. you're so close to the right. thirty-four. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That means yeah. if you're thirty-six on your drives, you can't be over thirty on your trailer. Yeah. Which it's dang hard to only have thirty on your trailer and thirty-six on your drives. It's yep. difficult yeah. to do. But that's get that's getting to know your truck, just yeah. like you said, Dave. Yeah. I mean, when we were driving, you know, and I think some of the longer ones we have now, depending on the fifth wheel, I haven't driven one of those and, and scaled it, but like you just said. You could almost always count when you were loaded. Your front axle was ten five. That's just yeah. the way. To, that's yeah. just the weight of it. Yeah, the old it, trucks it, where those fifth wheels were set, Jim. It, it didn't change. No, it didn't. Empty, right? No. Nope. Yeah. No. Nope. Yeah. Not unless you had a hundred thousand of them. The C twelves. Your steer axle used was, to be eighty six or eighty eight. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, Dave. Right. And it was really hard to get your weights on those other right. you yeah. know, tandems. Yeah. 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 You never really got over ten, did you, Dave? Uh, you just that was the reason we we've, we've pushed those fifth wheels forward. They're permanently right. set. Right. We're 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 right at our sweet spot on the steer axle weights. I mean, it's a good, good yeah, setup. You know, it's yeah, been it's, years since I've loaded salt, but uh, when we were over at the West Yard, I hopped in the loader one day. We had four or five trucks that were showing up, and I ran over to help load. And man, I hadn't I didn't know what the what the salt was weighing. I didn't know how many buckets to put on. I did I had no benchmark of anything. It was like just. Everything was raw, right? So I, I cruised over and I'm like, hey, how many buckets are they putting on? And I think at that time we were doing seven full buckets on that loader and then like a pinch. And it was funny. I'll never forget. Somebody pulled up and I was like, hey, you know, we're going through the port. You can't be over 80,000 or whatever the case may be. And he's like, okay, just give me a legal load. I'm like, what? I, you have to tell me what a legal load is. You know what I mean? I know you can haul 26 tons legally, but I don't know where to put it. I'll put it all on the ass end and you won't get through the port and we'll start all over again, you know? And then it was funny because Potter pulled right up and he's like, give me X in the front, give me X in the rear and put the last one right in the middle. And we went right to it. And I think I hit the guy right at like, it was like 79,000 pounds. And, but he knew his truck. He knew exactly where to put it. He knew what to tell me. And it just, it made our job so much easier versus the guy that was like, I don't know where to put it. How should I know where to put it? You know what I mean? I guess that's where you get back to the captain of your ship, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, since you just mentioned that, Dave, is I think if you roll on and you're and you're in doubt and you're seventy nine plus, you need to know exactly where oh boy. that's at. Yes. Because you're pushing it. Yes. You you have very little room There's on no your, grace, on your drives and yeah. your and your It has to be perfect. Yes. If yeah. you're if you're seventy nine plus, maybe if you're at seventy eight five you can go okay. I'm good and go, right. and you, you're you know you're playing with that little maybe, extra weight. Maybe, right? yeah, maybe. I'm not. Yeah, you hate to I'm, even say that because that yes, puts yes. that puts a thought. Someone just yeah. picked up on that. Like, well, I was only seventy eight five. Brother Jim said, if I'm seventy eight five, I'm good. <laughs> no, and no, we didn't say that. <laughs> so, so here, here's what is it? 
What really grinds my gears is when you believe you're safe to go out at 78.5. Shoot, yeah. back in the day, man, these guys had some cojones. They, they'd take an 80,300-pounder. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and say, oh, the portal 80, let me through it. Uh-huh. You know, 80,500. Well, they give you 10%. Exactly, oh, Super yeah. Dave. Exactly. Well, I'll use that much fuel. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh. Right. Well, it's seven miles per gallon, and you're going 20 seven miles. Seven pounds a gallon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're going 20 miles. Yeah. You know, you moved 50 pounds. It's, exactly. it's just going uphill to the Downingville port. <laughs> yeah. It's just frustrating. I mean, do you know how much money we've spent on gauges? Yeah. Do you know, Has anybody done the math? Because I'll sit right here and tell you. 102 trucks times $600 a gauge, that's six. $51,000, right? We've invested in a damn nice pickup for you to have gauges to do your job. All we ask is that you use them, right? You're staring at them every day, 12 hours a day, however many loads you haul, you roll across the scale, you can check them. We've taught you, you've signed off on it, you're aware of it. And if you have any questions, please ask. We are still more than happy. We're not going to look at you and go, well, you know, like uh. Mick used to say, Dumbass. <laughs> right? But if you go to the port and you get a ticket and you have our gauges and you left a scale and you went to another scale. You got trouble thinking. Right? Yeah, because the whole thing is is you can just stop. Even even and I know and I know I said it where you're you gotta move, you know, you're anxious, you're all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. But the thing is is anytime after you're loaded, you can just stop. And go, I think I overloaded. Can I run by the pit? Call somebody. Relook at your gauges. I mean, hey, I just want to be sure I'm clear. Right? I just want to be sure I'm good. You know, anybody that loads right off the rail there at at uh, ARS, you know, even if we're loading the blue salt or ARS salt or lion salt or anything out of there, it's so close to yard 23 to buzz by and just check your axles. Mm-hmm. But I guess my, my, my whole issue with that is your gauges are doing that. Right. You're, you've you've got a scale on your dashboard. It's reading it to you. So anyway, that's all I got. There you go, Ricardo. Grinding some gears. There you go. <laughs> They're Soup? grinding, aren't they? They're making a lot of noise. Huh. Hit us with that high road hauling soup. All righty. So we're going to talk about criticism this week. You liked it when somebody criticizes you? It usually doesn't feel good, but sometimes when you listen, you could learn something. Well, yeah, we I'll tell you nice. what, the, the <laughs> quote at the end of this piece is all about that. But um, this week, we're going to talk about how you can use criticism to your advantage. Let's face it, none of us likes to be criticized. It's akin to others judging us for our opinions, knowledge, or methods. Regardless of the reasons or the validity of the criticism, it feels like a blow to our basic desire for acceptance and acknowledgement. Our ability to maintain perspective and gain from criticism is a skill that does not come naturally to us. Development of this ability will aid in your resilience and self-confidence in every situation. When you use these tools to help you view the criticism in a different light, The outside perspective or criticism will give you a different angle to your thought so you don't perceive the criticism as an attack against you personally. Rule number one, know the source. People criticize for millions of reasons. 
Try to take it in. Try to take in everyone's two cents worth is fruitless. It's important to gauge which criticisms are worth listening to. One easy way is to ask yourself a few simple questions. Does this person know me well? Is this person a qualified is qualified to judge? And especially, do I need to get along with this person? Which I started laughing so hard about that. <laughs> Down with you, bud. <laughs> right. But if you answered yes to any of these questions, you probably should take note. Rule number two, balance your perspective. Don't shame yourself. Once you've decided to pay attention to the criticism, it's important to hold it in the larger perspective of the full situation. Instead of getting caught up in what went wrong and eventually beating yourself up for it, Balance your perspective by also considering what went right. This balanced approach will buffer you with your strengths and fuel you with hope to bring about change in the areas you need to improve, rather than allow the criticism to occupy your mind and bring you down. Rule number three, decide to win or learn. This can be hard, especially for those of us who depend on other people's feedback to feel good about ourselves. We can all seek a little too much approval at times. If you can develop a growth mindset, you can focus on learning instead of the outcome and use it to gain from the experience rather than walk away with a negative emotion that only brings you down. Rule number four, don't take it personally. Now this is easier said than done, but if you find yourself getting overly sensitive about the feedback you've received, think if this person is using fact or quoting fiction. This will help you keep the meat while trimming the fat. And if you find that the criticism is clearly not about you at all, but about the fears, concerns, or frustrations of the person delivering it, then tune out these people by building mental boundaries, like blocking the email. <laughs> you better become, uh, the better you become at managing criticism, the stronger you will be at managing that critical voice in your own head. You can heed the information when needed and wash it off when there is no constructive value. And the quote this week, I love it. Uh, it's exactly what you mentioned a minute ago, Dave. The trouble with most of us is that we would rather be ruined by praise than saved by criticism. And that was Norman Vincent Peale. He was an American clergy, clergyman who is best known for the concept of positive thinking and the author of the best-selling book, The Power of Positive Thinking. And he lived from 1898 to 1993. Wow. So he, he had a good run, didn't he? Yeah, he had a he was great so positive. run. Wow. Good for him. <laughs> oh, but no, nobody likes criticism, but everybody can benefit from it. Right? We need to talk after this, Dave. <laughs> good it, job. Uh, is it fact or fishing? Fiction, Jim. fishing. And are you just going to trim the fat to keep the meat? <laughs> <laughs> I like that too. Yeah. I was like, ooh, I'm going to use that. Trim the fat to keep the meat. Yeah. Uh, great job. <coughs> Final thoughts, everybody? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I'm going to jump in with the five best sentences. Are you ready for them? I am sitting right. on the edge of my seat. Number one, you cannot legislate. The poor into prosperity by legislating the wealthy out of prosperity. Sounds familiar. Number two. Did I read this last week? You did. Yeah. Son of a... <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Better come back to me. 
What's that called? I, I skip my position. What is that called? You call. Recall? Yeah. Call. No. Call. Call. Like in poker? Yeah. No, that's pass. when you're ready, right? Mm. Yeah. Wouldn't it just when you call somebody else's pass. hand? I'm calling you. Yeah. Just. Yeah. I'll dumb it down. Show somebody hand. else go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll just talk about the. Um, uh oh. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> Man, this sounds familiar. Are your gears, are your gears grinding? Uh, no, not really. I, I guess the uh, back to the toy drive. Uh, the the in interviewer said, "What would you like to say this year? Do you have any thoughts about you know doing this?" And she said, "And he said, you know, this is your third year. Or ask if it was the third year." And I said, "Yeah, it is the third year." And and, uh, you know, I, I talked to Erica about it, too, because the, the news station always asks, do you have something to talk about? And they'll try to ask that question. And uh, I told Erica and I told uh, the news reporter down there, I think his name's Gary, if I remember right, um, but uh, about being grateful. And I think that's where we um, forget things uh, through the years of, of how grateful we should be on what we have. Mm. And uh, I watched a, a little TikTok and and uh, he said, uh, he said, I, I forget how rich I am and rich and grateful. I'm, I'm not sure how they quite go together. But the guy's point was, he said, you know, every drop of my water is hot if I want it to be. Mm. I have a clean kitchen to cook all the food I can buy. Mm. He says, I have schooling to, you know, educate my children. I have, and, and he, he, he went on and on about his riches. And he's just an ordinary guy with an ordinary life. Right. And I, I, think, I think we all have so many riches that we're, we don't realize how to be, how to be thankful and, and grateful for what we have. We and don't I'm, focus on. Yeah, well, we focus on it. Of entitlement. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I'm, I just like to tell everybody I'm, I'm grateful for, the you know the teammates the family the the business and all your hard work you know for the for the year i know we'll have the podcast next week for the end of the year but uh, oh, we need to talk about that okay yeah okay and then but you know just for christmas i'm i'm grateful whether i whether i get gifts or not because i'm blessed thank you all yes you are so we thank you, Jim. you get a gift every day Every yeah. day. That's why it's called the present. Every day. Ooh, yeah. yep, for sure. Absolutely. Every day. Is that was my final thought. I should just cap it at that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, that's yeah. the insurance program. <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. Really? Dude. Uh, we're off Monday and Tuesday next week. Yes. And then the podcast is Wednesday. Yeah, we're going to come in cold. Okay. We're going to be hot. We're no, just, no outline? No outline. Raw. Raw. I am Raw. down. <clears throat> I'm down. Let's do it. Because we, we, wow. know, we know we have the... The Pledge of Allegiance, the prayer. Oh, I think I could. Right? We can. We can. We can I got my High Road Holland already high road ready Holland. to go. I, we're coming in. We're just. Yep. Going to be we're talking just, about George Washington next week. Perfect. So I want to do it. Of our country. Uh-huh. So we'll start recording at 5 a.m. Okay. So we're hot. <laughs> <and> we're hot. <laughs> okay, cool, man. I love this challenge. Yeah, let's just Excellent. let's just go for it. Final we'll jump thoughts? in. Yeah, my yeah. final thoughts, everybody. Christmas is is a hard time for some people you know um i knew a gal uh years ago who i actually had quite a crush on but uh what? she <laughs> she was hot that was she, a minute that was a minute was, ago she was a nice gal but she she hated christmas because her father committed suicide on christmas mm. eve mm. 
Mm. And they woke up and found him in the living room right next to the tree. But Christmas, I mean, that's like the worst case scenario. But Christmas can be a hard time for a lot of people. Um, (laughs) This is a final thought. I've always been blessed with Christmas. My family always celebrated Christmas and the holidays joyfully. And I was fortunate enough to um, bring that home to my family with my kids were growing up. And and, um, I just want people to dig inside and see that this is a joyful time of year um if you're a christian it is this very special time celebrating jesus's birthday but um it's up to you to see the beauty in anything that you're looking at so don't look at the dark side of things look at what a beautiful time of this year enjoy your families enjoy your friends enjoy the um the things that you're blessed with Uh, yeah absolutely super Dave. yeah Yeah, i think the it's a choice, Dave. We talked about it before we started doing the podcast and in that girl's not that you can't knock her for being angry and hating Christmas, right? To lose your dad. But that was her choice to hate Christmas. Mm. She could have looked at it a little bit different that because I lost my dad, I need to celebrate it every year because, you know, he 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 couldn't. You know what I mean? She could have turned it around at any point and made it a positive. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, what I'm saying for gratefulness and, and the, to remember the joy, I think that's what you're saying is you got you to gotta just take your time and think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, got to realize it. You said it too. Be, be thankful for what you've got, your blessings. Yeah. Everybody has them. Everybody has them. You know? yep. Yeah, I guess I'll just piggyback off of all that. I mean, Christmas could be a circus, mm-hmm. and it's not about gifts. So make sure you tell your kids Santa Claus is fake. Just kidding. <laughs> but it really isn't about the gifts. You know, you brought it up, Super Dave. It is about the birth of Jesus Christ. So, you know, let's try to remember what it's for. And, and if you're if you're not a Christian and that's not what it's about for you, you know, don't make it about the gifts. Make it about spending quality time with your family. So Absolutely. Yeah, we talked about that last week on that, on that podcast, about the quality of time with family. Yep. Here is an opportunity. For every one of us to to spend some time with their family. Absolutely. Definitely going to be a nice break. Oh, yeah. All right. Don't forget. Did you have anything else, Brother Dave? I know you said you were. You're going to leave us with the presents? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I got nothing better. Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Channel 23 podcast. Hit that follow button. Can we get 222 followers by next week, please? Also, don't forget to go back and listen to episode 72 to help find Amber's mom. Links to her story will be in the description of today's podcast notes as well. Say the creed and get on out of here. Absolutely. So next week, we're going to turn that down since we're going to be raw. Oh, wow. Man, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Together we face and overcome all that stands before us. Together we are accident-free. Together we joyfully create honest value for those we serve. Together we celebrate our differences and respect those with whom we work. Together we are accountable for our words and our actions. Together we are the JFW family. All right. Merry Christmas, everybody. everybody. Merry Christmas. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Well, it's a family tradition, any Rocky Mountain day. 
Our fathers before us showed us the way We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings But that's never been a problem Cause we got diesel in our veins We've got diesel in our veins I see those big bright shiny red trucks Just a trucking down the road those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load I hear there's a couple million tons to move I see them everywhere so you best get out their way and watch that sand and gravel disappear there's another run to make we gotta get it there on time and we got what it takes to lay it all out on the line Big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Those big bright shiny red trucks got the best drivers in town. They got all the tools they need to keep that hammer down. When they hit them scales, they won't need to dodge them, won't need to duck them. They just keep that hammer down And they keep that diesel trucking Keep that hammer down And keep that diesel trucking I see those big bright shiny red trucks Just a trucking down the road Those big bright shiny red trucks Just a looking for another Keep them doors closed, keep them butts in their seats Cause those customers are calling, and those red trucks can't be beat They gotta put the hammer down, and pick up another load Get it off the ground, keep them eyes open and on the road Keep them eyes open on the road Big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Breaker, breaker, two, three. Anybody got a copy on that channel 23 podcast? Welcome and thanks for listening.